Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Thank you so much, Valeria. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Heartfelt words. We love you. We appreciate you. Appreciate our staff. Appreciate you that are here with us this morning. God has made this all possible, but how many of you know it, it takes people, huh? It takes people. I've heard guys make crazy stuff like this, one, crazy statements. One guy had taken a loan out from a friend of mine. A friend of mine owned a finance company years ago. It's been 20-something years, 25 years ago. And the guy was supposed to be a believer, right? So he takes a loan out, never pays the finance company back. The finance company owner finds him and says, when are you going to pay? And the guy tells him, you know what? God's going to pay you back. This is not a big hand, but it sure is fast. And I'd like to slap the taste out of somebody's mouth that uses God's name like that for something. You know what Scripture says in Psalms? The wicked borrows and does not pay back. Now, you say, man, wait, I had some of that in my past, Pastor Matt. Hey, that's under the blood now. But if there's any way you can negotiate a settlement and pay some money you owe, even if it's a dollar a month, man, come on, work it out with people. Work it out with people, okay? Don't, don't just walk away and just, it's God, hey, God's going to pay you. No, that's not how it works, all right? And so I said that to say this. God has moved amazingly through mom and dad, but God has always given us a great supporting staff, and uh, we can't do what we do without the help of all of you and our staff. I just want to thank our staff. Uh, I'm not going to be able to say all their names all at once, but maybe, maybe I can just go through them. Norma, we thank you. God bless you. I thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you, Adrian and, and Barry and Jorge and his worship team and, 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 and all of these wonderful ladies that sing with Jorge and all the musicians. Thank you. And thank you, Valeria. And thank you, baby. You're the best. I couldn't do it without you. And I don't know why I'm going on and on today, but I guess I missed y'all, man. I missed y'all. All right? It's not possible without y'all and your help. We love you, and God bless you today. Let's continue our series. I didn't feel like September was enough. Only got to speak about this a few times, so I'm going to press on into October, all right? We're already well into October, and I'm going to continue. Change begins in the mind. Now, someone who's, who's really doctrinal about this would say, well, change begins when you accept Jesus. Yes, I know what you mean, because your spirit man has changed. But after that, it's your responsibility. So I'm t starting at the place of your responsibility. Are you with me? The place of your responsibility. So the last several weeks we've been talking about spirit, soul, and body, right? I had spirit stand here, I had soul here, and I had body over here, all right? So God transforms your spirit immediately when you accept Jesus. When we believe and we're saved, your spirit's transformed. But you know what people don't realize is they think their soul and their body is God's responsibility too. And it's not. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, all right? We've been talking about this. If it's your mind, your will, and your emotions, that that is your, your thought processes, thinking, right? That is your choosing, your will, right? Your decisions. And then number three, that's your feelings, your emotions. And how many of you know, in this world we live in, these bodies we live in, with these souls, even though we've accepted Jesus many times, unless you've renewed your mind, it's hard not to be led by your soul and your body, huh? Some folks say, man, I want to lose weight. But then your body and your soul, sometimes at 11 p.m. at night, says, 
We'll start tomorrow. You need to go ahead and have that bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> Let's be real. Y'all think it's funny now, but I'm telling you, I'm at a place now where I don't need to just keep gaining weight. Remember Body by Corona? I don't need, I'm only, I'm not going to get any taller. I actually looked, looked up my height and weight, and one website said I was overweight, and I was like, wait a minute, really? So, I mean, here's my point. Here's my point. My point is you got to do what you're comfortable with. you got to do what you, and I don't mean comfortable like, well, I'll just let myself go without get too skinny or just get too chunky or I'm going to just eat bad all the time. No, I don't mean, because comfortable is I'm not going to do nothing. Comfortable is I'm not going to cut the weeds, right? No, I mean comfortable meaning where you move around and you feel comfortable and you feel good about yourself, all right? We don't have perfect bodies, none of us, but you were created in God's image and likeness. Is that good news? You are descended from God himself, and Jesus made sure to fix that after the mistakes in the garden. You have the blood of Jesus going through your spiritual veins. You are God's. You are God's daughter. You are God's son. You're beautiful. I'm not talking to you about your weight or whatever. I'm talking to you about, really, the heart of the matter, which is your soul. Once your spirit has been saved, then your soul and your body, that's your responsibility. It is time now to stop making excuses. Somebody, let me get an amen in here. How many of us naturally make excuses? Oh, man. And sometimes reasons are, are excuses in fabulous disguises. Sometimes reasons are excuses in Halloween costumes, huh? Really? Say, no, uh, what happened was, mm, okay. But what happened was the same last things every time. Every time? Come on, man. Come on. We got to get past the excuse. Oh, well, yeah, but they hurt me. No, it's time to forgive. It's time for the mind, will, and emotions to line up. See if your spirit, soul, and body are out of line. You know, you know where that goes. You know where that goes. We've been on that road. You say, oh, man, do you just mean with substances? No. I know there are those in this room have, who have overcome substances. Maybe you're overcoming now. But I'm telling you, this is for everybody. There's a part of us that is, my mom used to say this, and it's not a good thing necessarily. We have an inner lawyer. Your lawyer defends you even when you're doing wrong. Your lawyer goes, no, you can act like a devil now because they've been acting crazy. The lawyer goes, yeah, but they did it first. The lawyer goes, but, hmm, according to our code of ethics, a good lawyer is a good thing, but if your, your internal lawyer is defending you against the truth of God's word, we got problems, right? Many people blame the devil. The devil made me do it. No, no, he didn't. The devil made me do it. No, it's that crazy soul and body. Your spirit, man or woman, is healed, is renewed, but those mind, will, and those emotions, you're thinking, you're choosing, deciding, you're, you're feeling, we need to take care of that. And how do we do that? Well, I'm going to get into some points today, all right? And I don't know how far I'm going to get, but we will get into it today. So your soul and your body are your responsibility, huh? Can you imagine? This would be awesome. If I could tell my wife, see, because my wife actually likes working out. Like some of y'all young ones, remember? I canceled y'all a few weeks ago. But y'all like, like working out, and they were like happy and stuff. I was all, man, that's amazing. Me naturally, 
I hate working out. I've told you all this before. You throw a ball, throw a soccer ball out there, we'll kick that, man. We'll go for a walk. We'll play basketball. You roll a basketball out there, okay. Let's get active. Let's throw a football. But we're going to do reps. Reps. The only rep I want is right here. Pass the ball. Shoot. Pass the ball. Dribble. Rep. It's fun. But you get alone, and it's you in the gym. It's like Rocky, huh? But my wife loves to work out. I wish I could go, baby, this next three weeks, if you would just hit it really hard for me, man, so I can get big. <laughs> we do the same thing with God, though. People say, oh, God, why don't you? We've had people say, why didn't you make me? There was a girl years ago. She said this. She told her friends, why did y'all let me get with that dude? That's my brakes. What? She said, y'all, she said something crazy like, y'all should have locked me in the basement. You have a will, mijita, right? You have a will, mijito. You're going to do what you do. But that's why you accept Jesus and you start working in these areas because many believers, and once again, once they get to heaven, that's between them and God, but many believers do not live like believers because they never took care of the soul and body. Did they get saved? Hey, man, most likely. But they never dealt with these areas. And that's why you run into people and they're going, wait, you're a Christian? Someone told me that once. That was life-changing. 20-something years ago, they said, oh, you're a Christian? I said, oh, my gosh. Boy, it got quiet in here. I am an authority on the subject of carnality. Being a believer and struggling in some areas with my soul and body. But God's will for you, God's best for you, is to allow change with his help to begin in the mind, right? You know, this is not in the lineup, Miha. Could you do Romans 12, 2? Would you do Romans 12, 2? Just take your time. Whichever translation is handy is probably great. I love this verse. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me about this verse. It's such a powerful verse. Look at this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? Changing the way you think. Even by looking at that verse, you say, wait, wait, God's going God's to gonna change. No, let God transform you into a new person, I believe, by you changing the way you think with his help. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is what? Good and pleasing, and perfect. Wow. So my first point today, and I'm going to carry over from a few weeks ago, is you need to practice doing good. Practice it every day. Practice doing good. Practice doing good. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. When you practice something, there is always repetition involved. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing. So do you see hearing and hearing? Hearing and hearing. Other translations say, and I believe they're better a clearer translation than New Living on this one. New King James Version, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hearing and hearing. Let's go to Isaiah 28.10. Repetition. You know the things that I don't like. You know reps? Remember reps? Repetition. So now God will have to speak to His... Oh, that's 28.10. That's 11. There we go. He tells us everything over and over. One line at a time, one line at a time, a little here 
and a little there. Huh. Let's read that whole thing again. He tells us everything over and over. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad God didn't give up? He said, I told you twice already. Skip you, man. I'm done with you. Matt, you and your bald head, I told you already. Man, just shut up. That's it. No. He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. Praise God. Repetition. Let me talk to you about my piano lessons as a five or six-year-old. Has anyone ever heard this story? I was in kindergarten. I think my teacher's name was Ms. Denny. She was tall, but everybody was tall to me at that age. She was tall. Turned out she was a pastor's daughter. I think maybe she was 95 years of age. I don't know. I remember her thinking, man, whoo, she's older looking than my grandparents. She was a great woman. But she was my kindergarten teacher. And one day I was there at school, and Mom said, do you know anybody who's doing piano lessons? We want to give Matthew piano lessons. Ms. Denny says, I happen to be a piano teacher. I thought in my mind, this is going to be amazing. So I went to piano lessons with Ms. Denny. I don't remember her house. I remember sitting at a nice piano with her, and she starts showing me the basics. And I'm watching her, and I'm thinking, we'd been there. I don't even know how long it was. She's playing and teaching. Okay, this is this. This is that. I don't remember much at all. But then I said, Mrs. Denny, she said, yes. I said, when do I get to start playing? She goes, excuse me? I said, when can I just start playing? She goes, you got to practice. You got to learn first and then practice by repetition. And I said, well, I, I, I remember telling her because I've, I've always been a, if not a good communicator, I'm outspoken. I said, I, get, I, I, I don't think I'm going to have time for this. So mom or dad picks me up. I don't remember what happened. They said, how'd it go? I said, I think I'm done. They said, what? I said, I'm either going to play all at once or I'm just not going to do it. And my wife even tells me, she says, baby, there's something about you. It's like all or nothing sometimes. <laughs> it's in my DNA, I guess. But yeah, some of you are going, what? Being impetuous said, no, I want to learn right now. I want to do it right now. And see, many believers are that way. Said, I'm going to accept Jesus and this is it. No, haven't you ever heard the phrase a practicing Christian? A practicing Christian. You don't take time off practice or you get rusty. Say, well, I haven't practiced my Christianity in 18 years, but I'm just a, well, I don't know. That's going to be between you and God, but still, I don't know. Come on, man. You practice your Christianity. You heard of people practicing their faith? Mm-hmm. Let me read you something from Dr. Caroline Leaf. Brilliant woman, this woman of God. She says, except that it takes time. She says, 63 days, in fact. She calls this having a time mindset. Science says, <laughs> that word's been thrown around a lot this year, right? For better or for worse. We'll just use a different word. Maybe we just need to say apples or bananas. I don't know. But science says that it takes 63 days or three cycles of 21 days to break down a habit or pattern of thinking. This is going to explain a lot for you this morning because this, this has really helped me. It only takes 21 days to break down a core habit and build up a replacement one. Did you hear me? But many times we think we're done after three weeks, huh? You read your Bible for three weeks straight, you said, okay, I'm a new person. Not necessarily, right? It only takes 21 days to break down a core habit and build up a replacement one. But to avoid falling back into the habit, we need to practice the new way of thinking for at least another 42 days, so it's three sets of 21. 
Days one and two are easy as we get a rush of neurotransmitters in our brain. It's like a drug, huh? You get a rush of that dopamine, the pleasure parts of your brain. Said They're very motivational. They make us feel driven. Man, day one and day two, man, this is awesome. I did five push-ups today. I did ten push-ups the next day. Man, the third day, you may still be rolling. After days three and four, these chemicals subside, and we can feel flat and demotivated. You ever had that? My chemicals subsided after ten minutes trying to play piano. I was all. We either play it all at once or I'm out. So I was out. Many people give up between days three and five because there's no longer that rush. You ever heard of a New Year's resolution? Man, I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay, that's great. But you need to do it in a cycle here of 21 days. They give up between days three and five because there's no longer that rush. But if you push through on those days and keep working at that change, are you still with me? You'll see and feel enormous effects around days 7, 14, and 21. Keep reminding yourself that it takes time to break down a way of reacting or thinking so that you stay motivated to persevere. You have something you keep doing, it's just a, a bad habit. You have something you just keep doing, the way you react to someone, the way you say something. Man, some of you said, man, I'm a believer, but I haven't known the Lord long, and sometimes I just say a cuss word here and there. It, hey, it, it happens. <laughs> I have a friend who tells me a story. He's with a believer, and the, this guy, was he's a great man. He loves God, but I guess they were in a car wreck together. <laughs> and the Christian, was he driving? Was he, dri- he wasn't driving. He, he called out, but it wasn't to God when they got hit. Right. And hey, people mess up sometimes and that's all right. But you say, why do I keep doing these things? Well, you got to practice doing good. You need to start over. You need to tear down that core habit and replace it with a new one. That takes 21 days. And then after 21 days to really reinforce that new habit, you need to do it another 21 and another 21. And some of you are I know some of you have already checked out. You're like, I thought it was going to take one day. The answers are not on the ceiling. I, I had a teacher tell me that. Matt, look at me. Look at me, hon. Look at me in school. The answers aren't up there. I'm, I'm concentrating, ma'am, you know. It's going to take more than... If it's worth doing, isn't it worth doing long-term anyway? Somebody here still with me? If it's worth it, why not keep doing it, doing it repetitively, doing it the right way? And if something needs to be tweaked, you can tweak it. But you practice doing good, number one. Say practice. Repetition. Let's go to Isaiah 28.10 again. Isaiah 28.10. you got to be a practicing believer. Now, if you haven't accepted Jesus, well, you haven't taken the major first step yet. And there will be time for that when I'm done with this message. But you start by accepting Jesus, and then you practice your faith by allowing God to work on you. And you working on your soul and your body with God's help. He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. I remember back in the day, Dad was preaching a series on the fear of the Lord. I think it's when we had our academy through 12th grade. And one guy said, well, I don't even know if I'm going to go to church anymore. He's just been pre- preaching on the same thing for all these weeks. I'll never forget that. I was like, he's preaching on the respect and reverence and fear of the Lord. You didn't get it if you're saying that. He just undid himself. Speaking about cancel, have you ever seen self-canceling statements? I'm all, you just canceled out. I think you may fade into oblivion. You might just disappear. What you just said is, is a crazy cancellation. So practice. Somebody say practice. Practice doing good. 
Now, this next one, I think it might throw you off a little bit because you're going to go, how does this begin to change in my mind? Number two is apologize. Why have I tied this in here? You're about to see. First part of this, and this is not going to be on the screen, say, why is apologizing so important? Okay, hold, hold on. Do you want to be right about something in your own mind? Or do you want to be right with God and others? That's something to think about, isn't it? What if you were right? Well, guess what? I don't know. I'm talking real educational today. I can just hear teachers of the decades speaking into my mind this morning, back in the day. Good for you if you were right, right? That's great. I've been in some arguments, and I know I was right. And what did, it, what did that do? I'm, I'm right. Well, good. You might be right all alone. No, being right is one thing, and we need to see each other's points of view. Now, that's why we need God's Word as the truth, right? Are you all with me today? You need a truth standard, don't you? Have you ever heard the saying, there's more than two sides to every story? I actually had a boss who used to say, there's three sides to every story. There's your side, there's my side, and then there's absolute perfect God's truth. Because I saw it this way, you saw it that way, and then somebody else is going, I don't know about that. And then God is going, here's what really happened. So do you want to be right about something in your own mind, or you want to be right with God and others? That's why we apologize. Number two, when this is powerful, Dr. Caroline Leaf also talks about this. She, she deals with the human mind a lot. She's a powerful believer. She says that when people ignore their mistakes, they tend to repeat them. We know that, right? But then it becomes a bad habit. Have you ever thought of that? A, a, a repetitive mistake becomes a bad habit. And when it becomes a bad habit, we actually build strongholds when we buy the lie that we're always right. Are you all with me today? It is humanly impossible, and scientifically, there's that, that word that we think is so funny now. It's scientifically impossible that we always be right. So we need to learn to apologize. Let's go to just a couple of verses here, and then I'm going to wrap it up today. I'm going to finish this next week. James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other. Did you know one translation says, confess your faults one to another? And pray for each other so that you may be healed. This can be healed in body, I believe, but I believe this can also heal your soul. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Let's go to 1 John 1, 9. Look at this. But if we confess our sins to Him, oh, aren't you glad and thankful and grateful for Jesus? If we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. This translation says from all wickedness, all evil, all unrighteousness. So we've got to learn to apologize, don't we? You've got to practice doing good. And practice is repetition, 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 repetition. And then part of your practice needs to be, I need to learn to apologize. Some are great at apologizing. Some apologize for everything. Some apologize for nothing. Some need to apologize and learn to be balanced and say, I know I, I don't understand, but even if I thought I was right, I offended you in this. I'm sorry I did that. How many of you ever given or received a fake tale apology? I'm sorry that hurt you, right? What? I still feel hurt. I've done that even, even in married life. I've apologized, and I'm like, well, baby, sorry. I, I'm trying to pull it back and put it back in my mouth. I'm like, oh, oh, that came out of my mouth. That was wrong. Rewind. 
That was a weird apology. I've even told my wife before. I'm sorry, baby. That was a weird apology. I'm still irritated. I'm No, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry I said it that way. I'm sorry I did that. And you may not, you may not understand the way everybody does, does things. And some people are easily offended. Do you know why? This is real simple. Because they have not taken responsibility for their soul. Everything offends them. They're hurt about everything. You burnt the toast. They, that was personal. You didn't say hi. I've had people say, you haven't said hi to me. I'm like, me? If I see you, I'm going to say hi. Oh, you're ignoring me. What? No, people take offense. Why? Because they're hurt in their soul. We got to be healed. We got to be healed in our souls. And we're going to talk more about that as God wills the next couple of weeks, okay? But it's important that you take ownership. You take ownership. Let me give you an example of taking ownership. And then I'll be done. Does anybody know Pastor, you know who Pastor Joel Stock still is? Powerful man of God. Well, he went, until he got sick or real sick, I think he, it was during his, his, his sickness, he was on dialysis, but he, they attempted to go off to college, and he was there, and he was in a, in a car full of people. A car full of people, I don't know if they were going to the movies or what, it was a Christian college, Oral Roberts University. And he starts talking, you know, those that know Pastor Joel, he's very outspoken. Spend any time with him. He's in the car with these college kids, and he starts talking about a singer that we know. He was the lead singer of a group. Anybody ever heard of the Christian rock group called Petra? Some of you have. Some of you are like, I knew them. Well, Pat, this is from old, this is from back in the day. Well, Pastor Joe goes, Adi's already smiling. Yeah, this gets good. So Pastor Joe goes, man, anybody seen the way that lead singer of Petra dresses? I hope he's not gay. He, wear, he was wearing purple tight pants and this and that, and he's just talking. Kid you not, true story. Oh, yeah. One of the girls in the car goes, that's my dad. <laughs> and you know what I love about Pastor Joel? I said, I said, Pastor, what would you do? He said, I just shrugged my shoulders. I just owned it. He said, I'd already said it. What was I going to say? He was like, oh, well, he does wear tight pants, though, but I'm glad. You know, whatever, I'm glad that's your dad. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I'm sure he's really operating in a lot more love now and wisdom and maturity, and he is. But can you imagine? There's times you just got to own it. Don't be lying and making excuses. Own it. You did it. You did it. It's done. Now let's apologize. Let's get right. Let's move on. Quit lollygagging, and we're going around the same bush, the same mountain, just lying and hiding. Why do we hide stuff? Why do we have secrets? We're scared someone's going to prove we're a phony. I've been there. I've had my lies and secrets. Secrets can destroy you. You start taking those to God, and you better talk to somebody about them, too. Really, take ownership and now practice doing good and then apologize. Apologizing sometimes takes humility. It's like, I messed up. Here's exactly what I did. Here's how it happened, and I'm sorry. I know that takes some guts. But y'all got some good guts within you. Y'all got some courage in this house. Here y'all are in a state where they're still giving us grief about meeting together, and here you are in church on a Sunday morning. I think you got the guts to let God work through you, and you start to be, transform your soul. I think you got guts. 
You didn't just accidentally show up in here. You know there's a lot of restrictions. Did you know we're still under shutdown orders in New Mexico? I'm not going to repeat what Dad just said. He said it's stupid. He repeated it. Hey, you got guts, man, and God bless you. You're here. You can come to church during a shutdown, during COVID. No, you can, you can take stuff to the altar. You can take stuff to people you love and go, I'm sorry. It's me. I'm renewing my mind now. I'm going to do better. God help me. I may mess up tomorrow, but I'm on this. I'm on this. Some of you won't give, out, give up about other things. Why not you? How about not giving up on you? I'm tired of people giving up on themselves. I'm tired of seeing that, especially believers. Take that message and give that to somebody. I'm tired of people giving up on themselves. And they, we do that when we blame others. Because we're not taking ownership. We've given up on ourselves. Said, Well, I'm not strong enough to make a difference. I'm not strong enough to take ownership. No, it must be somebody else's fault. No, you're strong enough. You're tough enough. Here you are. You made it this far. Let's bow our heads and pray, if you would, please. Is there anybody at the sound of my voice today, number one, who says, you know what, Pastor Matt? I need to accept Jesus. I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. Is there anybody in this house who would say that today? I want you to raise your hand. God bless you. Are there folks in the house who say, I just need to recommit my life. I've been struggling. I need to make sure I am right with God. I'm struggling, Pastor Matt. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. God bless you for your courage, and you are unashamed. God bless you. That's how God wants it. God is going to work in your hearts. I want everybody in the house and those watching online to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me. Forgive me. Lord, I know that Jesus is my Lord. And because he is my Lord, I recommit my life to him. I forgive others. No matter what they've done, I forgive because your word says, if I don't forgive, I cannot be forgiven. So I will walk in forgiveness. Lord God, I need your help. Help me to renew my mind. My soul and my body are my responsibility, but I need your help. Your word says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I believe. I thank you for forgiving me and cleansing me in Jesus' name. Amen. I want everybody in the house to look at me now. And we're going to close. I'm going to close in just a couple minutes here. If you honestly, between you and God and your fellow fellow members of this church today, fellow believers, if you say, you know what, Pastor Matt, I need to break some old habits and make some new good ones, would you raise your hand today? Because I'm with you. I'm with you. There's things in my life God's dealing with right now. I would never set foot up here and tell you I got it all figured out. No, I don't. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 29 that there are high and hidden things that belong to God. Those are His, but there are certain things this book right here that he has made my responsibility. And that means we're always going to have work to do until Jesus comes. Are you with me? 
So I'm with you. God is working in our hearts. Go ahead and stand to your feet today. Get those hands in the air. If you would, please, God is working in your heart. I'm going to just pray. You can pray along. You can agree. Let's do it as a family. Father, I thank you. we got some habits in this house, Lord, that we, we know you don't approve of. We know you're not pleased with. And, Lord, we're tired of them. We break those habits in Jesus' name, but we break that habit by replacing and starting over with a new one today in Jesus' name. We're not going to wait. We start today. We start right now. And Lord, may it cycle through those 63 days and become a core value, a belief, and a regular habit in our lives, God. I break any spirits of the enemy that would try to make things a stronghold beyond what's in our mind, God. And I break strongholds in our mind even, Lord. You're loosening those in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, today is our day. Today is the day of salvation, and it's the day that we choose to do right, to serve you, God, to be an example, and to live for you. We're not going to wait to put you first. Thank you, God, for out with the old, in with the new, in October. It doesn't have to be January, God. It is right now. Today is the day of salvation, and we choose you, God. Somebody say, I choose you, God. Go ahead and tell him. I choose you, God. Over and over again, I choose you, Father. I choose you no matter what. Come hell or high water, I choose you. I thank you, Lord, as we begin to develop these new habits. With your help, we worship you and we praise you. We promise to make your word a part of our lives and prayer. We trust you and thank you, God, in Jesus' name.